The man's a four-time world kickboxing champion. So this is nobody who's mentally weak. He's very bright. He's built himself a $250 million fortune, according to independent estimates. Some of the stuff that he, he talks about, you know, there's a lot of truth to. He understands the threat that the left poses to the world and to masculinity. And obviously the left decided to come after him and take him out. And his ability to articulate it in a compelling way, in an entertaining way, is unparalleled. I think the ugly and the bad, you know, it's just the way he presents it. Wouldn't want that type of behavior leading a movement. That harshness just does not respect shit. I draw the line when he starts to tell these men that, hey, I don't think it's cheating if you have a woman that you're committed to, and you come back to her if you go and you have sex with other women. On this shit about marriage, you're giving them really bad advice that on a macro level for our society. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. I'm here with my man, Rob Arpa. What's going on, Arps? Not much, brother. So today's episode is one that's kind of ripped from the headlines. We're going to talk about the phenomenon of Andrew Tate and the rise of the millennial masculine man, or the so-called masculine man. And I want to just preface this by saying that Tate's just recently been banned from a whole bunch of social media. Uh, and I'm not a believer in kicking a man when he's down. And I am a believer in examining the Tate phenomenon, talking about what I like about Tate, what I don't like about Tate, and talking about what kind of differentiates what we're trying to do with what the Tates of this world are trying to do. So let's, let's begin there. So Arp, I know that you haven't followed the man too, too much, um, but let's, let's start with what your thoughts are. What's the good and what's the bad? What's the great and what's the ugly about Andrew Tate? Uh, I think some of the good that he says, like he does, he does, uh, does speak some truth. Uh, I saw a video where he was, he was talking to these two very, very shallow women uh, and, and he was he was explaining uh, as as some of the other other men on uh, on YouTube do about about the sexual marketplace, you know, and and you know it it exists, you know, and and it's it's a phenomenon that was created by nature, not by man. It's there for a reason, and and the reasons are there. So I've seen him explain stuff like that. So some of the stuff that he he talks about, you know, there's a lot of truth to. I think the ugly and the bad, you know, it's just the way he presents it. Like, it's not the type of person I would I would want to say is the leader of a, of a masculine revolution and saving masculinity just because he comes off way too brash, you know, too harsh. And, and quite frankly, he, you know, he may be possibly doing it for entertainment value to, you know. Get clicks and likes and all that crap. Followers clicks clicks likes and it pop maybe it let some, some cash in his pocket 
yeah, you know, some people like that. They like that kind of brash behavior. It's entertaining. Like, I love it when I'm, you know, standing in circle and you're arguing with another man over, I don't know, whatever it might be, but it gets, it gets very lively. And I, I like to stand there and just watch because I think it's fucking entertaining, you know? So I, I can see that. But, uh, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't want that type of behavior necessarily you know leading a leading a movement because it, it, to me it, it it's it's it brings the you know the the potential worst out or or the bad the stuff that nobody really likes right you know if i i think of uh you know when i think of you know the, the strong men like you know those men that fought in world war ii and all that you that that have come back you know, I see, I see the, you know, when you see them on TV around, around Remembrance Day and all that shit, it's hard to see them talking like that. Like they still have that, you know, that respect for each other and, and I don't know that, that harshness just does not respect shit. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's, that's how I see it. Let me talk a little bit about my take on Andrew Tate, because I hear what you're saying. Here's what I think is the good about Andrew Tate. So his understanding of the dynamics in the sexual marketplace is probably as good or better than anybody out there. Okay. He gets it and his ability to articulate it in a um, compelling way and an entertaining way is unparalleled. In my opinion, he's very articulate. He's very smart. The man's a four time world kickboxing champion. Four-time world, like that, that's, that's nobody's idea of pussy. You know what I'm saying? His father um, was the first black, uh, you know, top-ranked chess player in the world, right? Emery Tate, his father is deceased, his dad, um, you, you know, and God rest his soul. But the man was really, really smart, and he trained his son to be mentally tough. He trained his son to go out there and be able to fight bullies and all that kind of crap. So this is nobody who's mentally weak. This is nobody who's a pussy. He's very bright. He's built himself a $250 million fortune, according to independent estimates, because he never talks about how much money he has. Um, the shit that he shows on uh, social media before he got banned shows a man with a massive wealth you know, uh, unlike a lot of the dudes who go on social media, he hasn't rented a bunch of cars or a house to go and show and see himself. He's, that's not his style. So I, I respect that. Uh, his understanding of politics is very much the same understanding as you and I's. He, he shares our political stance and views. So, you know, uh, I like all that about him. He understands the threat that the left poses to the world and to masculinity. And obviously the left decided to come after him and take him out. So for all those reasons, you know, I'd say that's the good and the great about Andrew Tate. Right. And I listened to him uh, yesterday, a couple of clips that he had, he was talking about being gay or transgender. And this was his take on it. It was, I think a very balanced and nuanced take. He said, listen, um, I'm uh, I'm all for, you know, the freedom for you to be gay and transgender. That's who you want to be. I'm all for it. He said, what I'm not for is for your freedom to go talk to my kid about your worldview. Your worldview is your worldview. You're entitled to it. What you're not entitled mm -hmm. to as a gay person or a transgender person is to come to my kid. You decided that you're gay. You decided that you're transgender. You decide not to have children. 
which means you forfeited the right to go <laughs> and indoctrinate children on your worldview. That is the job of the people who are parents and who've decided to have them. It fucking makes sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, man, I'm a parent. My kids are, you know, are going to get my worldview. Anybody tries to fuck with my worldview, fuck you. I'm going to fuck you up, right? That's just a fact. That's what's going to happen, right? It's it's up to me to decide how my kids are going to be indoctrinated. And then my kids are going to reach a certain age and they're going to make up their own fucking minds. But I yeah. like what he, what he said when he said that. And when he talks about male-female sexual dynamics, you know, he says some really cool things. He says, look, um, the idea of, uh, you know, women being pure and, and virginal and having fewer sexual partners is one that's been around across all societies everywhere throughout history. It's only in the last 40, 50, 60 years in the West that's been turned around a little bit. And the truth of the matter is nobody wants a a woman who slept with a lot of guys as their mates or have sex with her, but they don't want her as their their mate. You know, those types of things, when he talks about that, they make a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. right? That's the good about what Andrew Tate has to say. Oh, the bad and the ugly about what Andrew Tate has to say is he's still a fucking millennial. He's 35 years old and he's going around telling another 35 years old, well, this is what you got to do in order to be, you know, a high value man, as he puts it. And his take on a high value man is a man who's got money and has achieved financial independence and take care of his woman. So a man like himself, a man like a professional uh, athlete, you know, one of the top leagues in the world, like the NBA or professional soccer out in Europe or, you know, that sort of thing. Or somebody who's struck it rich in business. Now, the average millennial man is not that kind of man. They're no. not They're not going to be that kind of man. And I, I think most, most men near his age are probably still dependent on their parents. There you go. Now, if what he's doing is exhorting these men to go out there and become more successful and and, and independent and self-sufficient, I applaud that. But I draw the line when he starts to tell these men that, hey, you know what, go become wealthy. And then on top of going to become wealthy, here's the deal, because you're a man and a high value man, here's how you get to behave. You have options because you're a high value man. That's the way he puts it. You have options. You can sleep with women. And he says, I don't think it's cheating if you have a woman that you're committed to and you come back to her if you go and you you have sex with other women. And I'm like, come again? Mm-hmm. Come again? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll freely admit I don't make as much money as this man does. I may never make as much money as this man does, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, do I have options if I think about it? I suppose, you know? But I'm in a committed relationship to a woman I love. I'm not going to go fuck other women. I mean, I just think that's no. a fucking no-brainer, right? I mean, there's a lot of reasons that's a no-brainer. First of all, it's a no-brainer for me, you know, as a man of honor, right? Like, I'm in a relationship with a woman. I've said I'm committed to you. That means, you know what? I got to fucking exercise some self-discipline. I'm also a Christian. So for, you know, biblical reasons, religious reasons, I'm, I'm, I'm one man, one woman, and that means that once I made my commitment, I made my commitment. That's it. And I don't go around screwing around if anything that moves. And just given the fact that in this day and age, there's all kinds of fucking venereal and other diseases out there. I don't want to bring that back home to my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's like fucking yeah. ridiculous. And let's also be honest. Even if your woman puts up with that, 
first of all, if she's a high value woman, she won't put up with that. She'll tell you to go to hell. She'll say, hey, listen, that's who you want to be. No problem. Go be with a woman who accepts that because that's not me. And if you want to have family, right, you want to raise children, you want a woman who is a high value woman who's not going to put up with that kind of shit, right? And then on top of that, you, you know, let's say she wasn't a high value woman and she did put up with that. <laughs> the resentment building in this woman, the resentment building in her, in her soul, gnawing at it from you fucking other girls, from her knowing you're fucking other girls, it's real. Now, I'm from Iran, right? And I can tell you I was on brown dudes, you know, in our culture who did that. And he, that's one of the arguments he makes, like, you know, in the rest of the world, this happens. It's not every man that does it, number one. And the men who do oh. do it, trust me, they cause problems in their fucking families because their wives get upset. They drag their kids into the mix and say, oh, your father's cheating. And that fucks up the kids. You don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to do that. As a man, you know what? One of the fundamental things that men got to do is fucking have families and raise kids. And you don't want to fuck up your kids. So to not fuck up your kids, you don't go around screwing other women. And like this 35-year-old man is not telling everybody, hey, I'm 35. I'm a high-value man. Listen to everything I have to say about women. It's like, no, Andrew, no offense. No offense. Like you get how to make money. You get how to motivate men to do that and get in shape and all that jazz. More power to you. You understand some of the sexual marketplace dynamic stuff. More power to you. But brother, the rest of it, you don't get it. And I don't want no. men following you. I don't want men fucking listening to you, Mr. Andrew Tate, because you're giving them really bad advice. That's bad for them. That's for their specific situation, but it's bad on a macro level for our society. While I agree with what you're doing in your mission to destroy the, and eradicate the influence of the, of the crazy left on our society and our, on our families and our boys and our young men, you know, on women, on kids. I agree with that 100%. We're aligned on this shit about marriage. We're not fucking aligned. He's dangerous. His philosophy is actually dangerous. So I, I disagree oh, yeah. with it. Entirely dangerous. Not, not only that, though, he's going to fall. He's going to fall into the trap, in, into, the, into the whole baby trap. Because you're like, you know, there's, you, you claim there's women that won't put up with this. And I bet you there are women that will. And they'll put up with it long enough to know that they can take advantage of the divorce courts because they're, they're they favor women and then that guy's gonna, gonna get stuck paying paying for for some woman's uh quality of life and her 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 uh alimony payments and stuff yeah you know, like like look at when when uh when bill and melinda and melinda gates split up she became the world's richest woman overnight because she took her portion with her and you know what the vision of his wealth maybe he made 250 million he's worth 250 million his first divorce is going to cut that in half. His second divorce will cut that in half. And now well, he lives in, he lives in, uh, he lives in Romania. Okay. Oh. Right now. So that country is less is like in his situation. If he were to be married and divorced in Romania, it won't be as bad as it would be in, in a Western European country. Not Romania is an advanced country. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that it's not, and it's a free country. But Eastern Europe hasn't fucking succumbed to the woke virus when it comes to divorce laws and all that uh, shit the way it has. Nonetheless, he is going to lose a portion of his wealth, even in Romania. Oh, Won't be as bad yeah. as here, but it will happen. And he will lose custody of his kids because even in fucking Romania, they're going to favor the woman over the man. 
right? That was always true in all times. And uh, it's the trap, bro. Yeah, yeah so, but, uh, so no, just because he's in Romania doesn't mean he's not getting trolled by women, right? I, I, we've all watched Bill, Bill Burr. Bill Burr always says it the best because you get a good chuckle out of it. But, you know, like he always says it, like when you make cash, no one ever prepares a man for the for the bus load of the gold digging horse. Dude, they'll, they'll seek him out. They'll find him. They'll get him over to a different country and then they'll take him apart. Uh, look he's had the he's had the, the he's had the women you know for a long time i mean let's face it the man even yeah. before he became rich he was world kickboxing champion he was mentally tough he was a tough man he was an alpha man a sigma man women are into him that's not a problem for him i don't think no. i don't think what you're saying is going to apply to him in this respect but i do think that there is a point where a man is going to fall in love with a woman is going to have kids with her and i don't know if he's got kids or any of that so i don't know any of that crap no, but I can't tell you not. this man is this man's this man is going to get <laughs> taken by this, and it's it's just a load of shit. Being thirty five yeah. years old and purporting to tell men how to fucking run relationships is my problem with him. It's also my problem with a lot of these so called fucking men's dating experts. Well, that's the problem with our society today because in the old days. A man's fucking father would be giving him that advice. You wouldn't need to go fucking look at some yeah. internet guru to get that goddamn advice. And that's not that's not the sandbox you and I have played in for young men, for men, period. But I think we need to a little bit here because there's a lot of men that are following these dudes that are just going, oh, yeah, it's great. No, 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 it's not great. Fuck that. You're a young man. You know what? You're single. Go out there and play the field. If that's what you want to do, go engage in 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 some yeah. in some, you know, relationship practice, batting practice, as it were. You know, figure out what you want, figure out what's good, figure out where you're at until you're ready to be in a committed relationship and then go seek out that kind of woman. Okay, but always treat the woman with respect, right? Whether you're in a relationship that's committed or uncommitted, like in uncommitted, and, and there's there's this philosophy that you, you gotta adhere to that if you know the relationship's got a shelf life, you gotta leave the woman better than you found her. You can't break her heart, you can't savage her, man. That's like some fucked up yep. shit that no man ought to do. This is the challenge of these dudes. They come in this Rollo Tomasi dude, right? And listen, I've bought his books, I haven't read them yet. And I've watched them on TV. And I just go, okay, like I've read, he's in a marriage that's 25 years strong. So you're in a marriage that's 25 years strong, yet you're advising men to freaking, you know, almost not do that. Like, it, it, it's just, it's wild to me. It's wild to me the advice these folks are giving the men. Yeah, I agree with you, with what you're saying about what society's like and that men need to be careful and all that jazz. And I, I, I agree, oh, yeah. men need to be super fucking careful. You don't just fucking go pair bond and marry anybody. But are you fucking no. kidding me? If all the men in our world follow the advice of, of the Rolo Tomasis and the Andrew Tates of this world, we're fucked. We're fucked. The, the, yeah. the society will collapse up. because we won't have... There won't be any any procreation to speak of, you know. Nah, and the kids that we do are all in broken homes, and and we we know how that turns out, right? Not great, bro. Not great. Yeah, no, no, it's not. not great it's not good all. for the kids. No, it's no. fucking horrible, is what it is. It's fucking horrible, yeah. is what it is. And you know, I'm just, I'm just like wanting a bunch of fucking young men to listen, and maybe this is something you and I need to do, is. You know, 
Sovereign Man is run by grown ass fucking men, not fucking millennials, who, with all due respect to those men, haven't had enough life fucking experience to say they understand how to lead these younger men because they fucking don't. Now, if an Andrew Tate wants to lead a man into becoming financially successful and mentally strong, I'm all for him doing that. And I applaud him doing that. And like I said, I don't believe in kicking a man when he's down. I think it's bullshit that he's banned from all these social media platforms. He should not be banned by one. This is the fucked up world of the left that we live in right now is they don't like a voice. They try to silence it. Bullshit. You fucking let that voice be there and you let other voices be there. The marketplace of ideas is what, what's important. Not fucking censorship. That's fascism. And big tech is fucking complicit in fascism right now by silencing this man. All right. No question. But young men, don't fucking listen to this, dude. You don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Outside of making money and outside of saying, hey, go go become fit and make yourself mentally strong. And if you want to, if you're in date mode, not relationship mode, outside of learning how to have some game, they have nothing to teach you. They got nothing to teach you about how to become a fucking responsible man, how to become a man whose word is good, how to become a fucking reliable man, how to become a man who can have a family and help fucking build successful building blocks for our society. They got nothing to teach you. The shit they're telling you about all that is fucked up, messed up, and ain't going to make you happy. All right? You got to find yourself the wherewithal within to understand that. Because the wherewithal within is that, okay, I got all this fucking money. I got all this tail all around me. I'm going to go just chase it for the rest of my life. Bullshit. No, that, that no, dream sir. comes to an end. No, sir. That dream comes to a, a, an end. That is not mm-hmm. the fucking dream for young manhood. And I tell yeah. you this, our boy, Stefan Arnio, I wish to God he was still fucking alive because he'd be helping counter some of this bullshit that these fuckwads are talking about. Not that I'm calling an agitated fuckwad, okay, but some of the folks around him are. I actually have a lot of, a lot of respect for what he's done. I have a lot of respect for um, how he's lifted himself up you know, um, as a as a man who grew up in a single mother household. By the way, he was away from his dad. I think that's maybe one of the reasons he is the way he is. He was oh, raised shit. in in in, in, in um, government housing in London. You know, he's American originally, um, and that's that's what happened with with Andrew. Man, is he was raised in that single mother family well, that household. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. Yeah. And we want yeah. fucking, we want to help sure. men fucking keep families together. So young men and young women aren't badly affected by this. The biggest problem in the world right now is that 40, 50% of families are going down the road of divorce. We need to drop that number down to like four or 5%, 2%. That's what we got to do. Yeah. If we're not doing that, we're fucked. The world is fucked. Yeah. Or at least, you know what? At least stay, you know, long enough for the kids to be brought up to the point where when you separate, they're not going to be scarred for life, right? Because the data well, that's, shows... That's when they're out of the house. That's when they're out of the house yeah, for most people. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you see, I see, you know, these these relationships ending when the kids are still young. And that's, that's not yeah, good. That was my relationship. That wasn't good. <laughs> No, it's hard on the kids, right? It's and they, they say like, the kids. The, the the results on the children is 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 equated to to child abuse. It's like it's bad, yeah. you know. Listen, man, I did my darndest from... to keep my family together. My ex was I, not I interested in having that discussion. I I did everything in my power. That's one thing I can say I'm proud of is I did not want my family to break up. 
And I did I not, did. Uh, uh, I did not countenance this. And I worked super hard to keep these boys, you know, under the influence of their father. So I got 50, 50 custody of my boys. I get along with their mother. You know, we, yeah. we, we work really hard to, to do this. And this is at best a, a poor second choice beyond, beyond, uh, you know, behind her, her and I staying together in one household for our kids. And we have the best situation in the world of anybody. And then all these other motherfuckers are going out there, all these fucking beta cucks. Oh, well, you know, it actually would have been bad for the kids to be in a house where the mom and the dad weren't happy, especially if I wasn't happy. And usually it's unfortunately the mom saying that. And that's a load of shit. Mm-hmm. Your, your role in life ain't fucking happiness once you have kids. Okay. Nope. No offense to the Andrew Tates, Rolla Tomasi's, to the fucking myriads of single mothers out there. Your role in life is not your happiness once you have kids. It's your kids' nope. happiness. It's your kids being raised right. Suck it up, that's, buttercup. That's Find it. a way to fix it. Now, yep. I'm not saying every marriage can be saved, but I'm saying 95% of those that break up could. There's some that probably yeah. couldn't. Yeah, there's some that probably yeah. couldn't. But, oh, the first time you had a fight, you go, that's it, I'm leaving? Fuck that bullshit. And we're teaching young women this is okay? Oh, the, yeah, we're teaching young women to be entitled? Mm-hmm. That's kind of fucked up, too. That's where I agree with Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. the man's got a fucking, like, you know. Kind of, no, no, you got married. You got married. Okay, you got married. You made a commitment. You said before God, till death do us part. And you got to fucking stick with that. You got to fucking stick with a way to find a way to get along. Now, if the the man's being an asshole and he needs to do his part, well, we work with you to fucking help him do his part too. But you as a woman should stop fucking making leaving the first resort. Make it the last resort. That's what's got to be taught to young women. Leaving's got to be the last resort. No more first resort leaving bullshit. And for young men, Suck it up and fucking treat your woman right so she doesn't want to fucking leave your ass. That's where you're fucking up, young man. All right? That's it. That's the fucking facts. I'm sure the left, somebody on the left is going to someday hear this and try to fucking cancel us. Good for you. Try it. Try it, fuckwads. I don't give a fuck. I'm cancel proof. Number one, because I'm not ever going to kowtow. I'm not ever going to kowtow to your bullshit. Number one. And number two, Truth's got to be told. World's got to be told the facts, right? And the types of people that are the Andrew Tates of this world are, are doing a service because they are fucking bringing certain topics up. And, you know, they called him the king of toxic masculinity. That's bullshit. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. That's a bullshit term created by the left to fucking be misandrist against men. It's, it's one of those sexist anti-man terms. So Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Tate was the king of masculinity, I would say that's not an accurate statement, but he was certainly the man who got the most eyeballs and clicks to the topic of masculinity. You know what I'm saying, Art? And that's that for that. Yeah, for that, I fucking love him. I love what he did with that. And, you know, for his political views, I love that. I would love to have Andrew Tate on the podcast sometime. I'm going to fucking find a way to see if I can get connected with the man and, and, and have him on. And I don't, you know... They canceled the episode, they canceled the fucking episode. But that's a fact. So, you know, those are my fucking thoughts around Andrew fucking Tate and the rise of the fucking dating gurus, you know, on the fucking yeah. internet. The motherfucking dating gurus. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, men should follow, like, young men should follow these fuckwats. Listen, 
Andrew Tate is like, you know, there's a there's a there's a man um, who died recently. His name is P.J. O'Rourke. Okay, you heard of P.J. O'Rourke, Harp? You know who he was? No. So P.J. O'Rourke is a former leftist from the '60s who became a fucking conservative, and he was a writer for National Lampoon and Rolling Stone, a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> of um, publications, okay. and he wrote satire. Motherfucker was yeah. funny. You need to go get some of his books. We should put a couple of his books on our reading list. One of them's called Republican Party Reptile. Okay, it's really fucking good. And um, so here's old PJ. And PJ, uh, you know, said, uh, ha- had a description of, of Democrats and Republicans. And he said, well, um, Democrats are like Santa Claus and Republicans are like God, right? Mm-hmm. And this is my description of um, the dating gurus, like, you know, the, the Tomasis and the Andrew Tates of this world, and, and the men's gurus, like the Arpas and the Baloos, right? Those men, the dating gurus are like Santa Claus, and we're like God. And let me tell you, let me tell you the difference between God and Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus is better than God in every respect, except one very important one. And let me tell you the respects in which he's better. Well, obviously, Santa Claus gives you gifts. Santa Claus forgives all your foibles. Santa Claus is there to make you happy. Everything about Santa Claus is fucking awesome. And God is this stern man who, you know, lays down the law, doesn't let you have what you want, doesn't always give you presents, you know, you know dishes out consequences. And he's rougher on you than Santa Claus. Like, you know, Santa Claus is better than God in every respect, except one. You know what that one respect is? There ain't mm. no such thing as fucking Santa Claus, That's motherfucker. Santa Claus. <laughs> there ain't uh, no such thing as fucking Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> nope. Santa Claus, character made up just to sell you shit. Right on, brother. Right on. Uh, God is a Republican. Right? God is yeah. a Blue Arpa fucking father figure to young men. And Santa Claus is a Democrat and a dating guru figure to these young men. That's what I have to say. You like that art? Yeah, that's that's a good analogy. Yeah, that's a great analogy. It's a great yeah, analogy. yeah. And if there's if you're a young man listening to this thing, I, I you know I would tell you these dating gurus. I know I know personally a couple of men that were part of these communities and these you know men that would go out and try and date multiple women, and uh, you know that one of them well. very close to me. Just turned uh, 45, still single, still single. That's, uh, you know, that, you know his, his chances of, of uh, having kids are starting to dwindle. You know, his his, talk is, his clock is ticking away. It's, it's not going to end well, that's for sure. No, man. So, And I think, like we said in some previous episodes, a big part of being a man is having killed children, you know? Gotta have children. Yeah. You gotta leave your progeny to help build our society for the next generation. It fulfills you. The moment I had kids, I became a different man. The moment I had kids, mm-hmm. I stopped being a fucking child in many respects. I started to be a man. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. that's that's a fact. And um having children, having a family, keeping it together is a sacred trust for men. And we gotta fucking equip men to succeed at that game, not just at you know, putting their dick in some wet pussy, getting a girl pregnant. Uh, and then being some sort of baby daddy, because that is not yeah. what we're talking about at that's, all. That's 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 getting sucked into the baby trap. 
That's the yeah. one. That's the exact same thing we're saying, telling men to avoid. Be careful. Yeah, baby. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying here. Art. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyways. So. Right on. Good fucking episode, Art. Really good episode. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Yeah. We'll catch you on the flip side. Take care, brother. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.